Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, everybody. This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being a fan. I hope you're telling your friends how great the show is. Uh, this is a great episode you're about to listen to. It's the episode where I interview Edward VIII, the man who gave up the British crown for love and possibly because he loved Nazis, and one of the greatest heels, one of the greatest villains in professional wrestling history, Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was a fantastic episode. Uh, I put a little bit of fun business at the very end of the episode, so make sure you listen all the way to the end for that. Uh, A couple of quick announcements before we get to business. Check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, that is where you get the fresh eps. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Rate and review the podcast. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. And check out jarrettberenstein.com. I got a whole lot of dates up there because I'm going on stand-up tour in September. So check that shit out if you want to come out and see me live. Uh, but for now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy Rowdy Roddy Piper and Edward VIII. Only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear awful from me, and so all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are the British monarch who briefly ruled the United Kingdom until his abdication in 1936, King Edward VIII. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And 20th century professional wrestler and actor Roderick Toombs, a.k.a. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hell yeah, man. So excited to be here. I love being here, Twig. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Uh, Mr. Piper, Your Royal Highness, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Yes, thank you so much. Um, Feels good. uh, Yeah, you know, I've never been so, uh, I've never felt so warm about being called a twig before, you know? I'm a little bit. Oh, you're skinny, but you're all right. You're all right. (laughs) You're a a good guy. I'm a skinny guy, yeah, you know. You're big at heart. No no denying that. Uh, Let's uh, let's start off with you, uh, uh, Mr. Piper, if you don't mind. Uh, Number one. You know, you had an incredible career in wrestling. You were a fan favorite. Number one. uh, Part of the WWF movie. most well-known wrestling events, but your role in the wrestling world yeah. was that of the heel, the uh-huh. bad guy yeah. that the audience was supposed to hate. Yeah, And uh, you've been called the greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling. What did you do to separate yourself from the other heels? Like, were there tactics that you would use to get the audience to view you as the bad guy? Like, specific things that you would do? Like, like these are what these heels are doing, but I'm going to do this so I can stand out and be better. Hell yeah, man. See, the, the thing that you do that you got to do uh, is you got to get inside their heads. And sure, everybody thinks that it's an act, but it's real. It's real. Wrestling is real. Everything that happens inside wrestling is A plus number one real shit. Oh, that is, uh, that's the scoop right there, you know? I thought it's been common knowledge for a long time that wrestling was fake, right? Oh, no, 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 no. It's real. It's real as hell, man. You wouldn't believe it. And so what I would do is I would call whoever I was supposed to be wrestling. Mm-hmm. I would call them the night before, and I would leave threatening messages. I would say, I have your tax returns, and I'm sending them to the goddamn IRS, motherfucker. You are going to jail. You have evaded your taxes, and you are going to jail. And then I'd see them the next day, and they would be all shaken. They'd be like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I'd say, yeah, motherfucker, because you didn't pay your taxes. Okay, okay. This, 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 this is very interesting. You, you, you use mental tactics to to, 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 to intimidate your, your physical opponents, but but, but without um, striking them, you, though you eventually did strike them, I I, I, I imagine, but 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 I, I, I find this very interesting. Yes, because unexpected to have um, a brain in uh, one so um, uh, renowned for brawn. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't expect there to be sort of like a Machiavellian tactic. It would just be brute force on your part, right? Eddie Twig, I want to thank you both so much. You're being so kind to me, saying that I'm smart. I guess I got a little bit of smarts well, in me. Well, here's my question. So I have a couple of couple of uh, background questions for this. Uh, a breakthrough you just told us yeah uh so you say that you would call and say you haven't been paying your taxes uh would you say that for everybody would you actually like do the research and figure out which wrestlers maybe were delinquent in their payments maybe had more shaky financials or was that just like your your blanket intimidation tactic was just taxes i'm gonna bring you behind the curtain every single professional wrestler 
has done something wrong on their taxes. <laughs> Every single one. Every so you get calls, bad say, taxes. Okay. Say, guess what, motherfucker? You didn't properly uh, write down how many dependents you have. Guess what? You are going to jail. That I'm also, I also find very exciting to, to, because uh, you know, the, the fact that one's um, 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 financial mistakes could uh, have a um, consequence in the ring. Yeah, because we don't make that much money, man. Yeah. We don't make that much money. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get out of it so that they can have a little bit more money for, for you know, for their family. And I totally get that. And actually, I'm fully behind them on that. I hope that they evade the taxes and they do a good job. But I also have a job inside the ring, and that is total domination. Okay, My job so is to be there and woo! Get I right. enjoy so second question. Yes. So sorry to interrupt you, Your no, Highness. Of course, of course. Piper. Se- second question yes. is then, but, but the point was not just to win the match. The point was to get the audience on the other person's side. Yeah. So this is a great tactic for like psyching out your opponent, but how would you communicate this information then to the audience to get them to root for your opponent? So I had a mailing package, right? And what I a would mailing do, package. Yeah. So I would send anybody who was on my mailing list a mailing package. And it would include documents. Documents that I had forged <laughs> showing that the wrestler that I was going to be going into the ring with had falsified their tax returns. Now it was real hard to do that back in those days because we didn't have imagine. shit yeah, like yeah. photo, like wait, 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 whatever it is. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But anyways, I would just send that information off, and I would, and I would also include a rattler in there. I would include a rattler snake, and they'd be like, "Put a snake in there." Okay. That is positively American. It's just It's just it blows my mind. First of all, all right. So the people that are in the audience might not have gotten your mailer so maybe they don't know but it also seems like that information it's a lot of research and i'm very impressed by that but that information really isn't designed to get them on their side if you're forging documents and stuff is no. that just the rattlesnake the no. rattlesnake no it is no it is what it's designed to do is to say is to show oh man this guy's in dire straits he's false finest extra uh, the only person who would ever do that is somebody who's in dire sympathy, fucking straits right and then i include a rattler in there and that rattler has tattooed across its belly it says from Rowdy Rider Piper, <laughs> woo, goddamn motherfucker. And then they're like, oh shit. So not only do we feel bad for this guy, but also Rowdy Rowdy Piper sent us a goddamn rattler snake and it bit one of us and one of us is going to have to go to jail. So now we uh, we now automatically feel some sort of sympathy for, let's say it's, you know, the the we had racist names back then. So uh, like uh, the Iron Sheik, that was kind of racist. Yeah, uh, we also had name. Andre the Giant. So I just make people feel bad for him. Well, then, this is my quick question. You know, now what if the rare occurrence happens when the tattooed rattlesnake uh, has already shed its Tattooed skin, you see, uh, because uh, I mean, uh, unlike the human skin, that is uh, uh, a the, very good point. The, the, the snake skin, in fact, all reptiles, uh, their skin peels off in in in, in a grand undressing. Well, <laughs> but I would imagine that the, the tattoo is just is only, shall we say, skin deep. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, all you're doing is you're just describing wrestling. Wrestling is unpredictable. You could have a snake that has a tattoo still on it, or the tattoo could have been shed. And some sort of molting process by the snake. That's just wrestling in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah it well. doesn't seem like it's that the particulars of the situation bother you that much. Hey, if some of the people there didn't get my mailer, no big deal. If some of the people got my mailer, got di- didn't hell see, yeah, did they got the a free tattoo? rattlesnake, <laughs> free, free rattlesnake, no big mm. deal. It's all just wrestling. Free of charge from their main man, Rowdy 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 Piper. Let's uh, pivot over to uh, your royal highness. Uh, pivot. That's a wrestling term, <laughs> King. Uh, uh, King Edward, first of all, I couldn't help but notice your stutter. And yes. famously, your brother, yes. who took over the throne for yes. you, he's the one who had the stutter. Yes. Uh, but uh, and and famously, you did not. Yes. Uh, and so I wanted to know if you were just like better at um, at hiding it. Is this something that's um, that's bothered your whole life, or is this just something that's that's occurred uh, recently? All of the Windsors have a stutter. All the Windsors. Yes. Have All a the stutter. Windsors have a stutter. The current Windsors have quite a stutter, but we have all been, uh, shall we say, trained in. Multiple fashions. I see to, to get to, rid of it. To get rid of it, or to yeah. to 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 to, to uh, perform perform um, on television or, or radio, as it were, without a stutter. Now, mm-hmm. uh, what I will say is that you know, the moment I abdicated the crown because I wasn't allowed to marry the divorcee Wallace Simpson, I uh, let's just say I let my mm, 
training uh, <laughs> Just slip away if you will and my brother famously George the Sixth mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know who's not preparing to be king at all nor should he have been had uh, the people uh, assented to allow my mm, wife to uh, not even be queen but to be my partner I see yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had the training, so he was put into he was put into the crown without the training required. But you know, uh, let me just say, hey, that I got that. a question for you, Eddie. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. Did it make you mad when you found out that you weren't going to be king, or when you decided that you weren't going to be king so that you could marry that other chick? This I, really, this really, I, I feel like we're we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Like some of the people listening might not know the full details of what happened. Then let so. me tell you the tale. Let's <laughs> let's, let's fill me. in the let's fill in the gaps here a little bit. Shut up. Um, this. But before, before we get to that, just, yes. just to, you, you famously just said yes. that all the Windsors had a stutter. Yes. I have to imagine yes. that the current royal family, there has to be some kind of technology then yes. that's available now that wasn't available to you then to sort of like like it, like it almost like an auto-tune, just like remove the stutter from anything that they say, no, right? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's actually a little more base than that. It's, um, it's, it's the, the best way I can describe it is like um, – you know how there's a microphone on stage and there's a handle for the microphone? You, know, mm, you can take yes. the microphone in and out of that handle. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that handle, but robotic and for a tongue. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, so, oh, like a, like a microphone stand, but for your mouth. Yes. But in the <laughs> put very it in your mouth. You put tongue, it in your mouth. In the, imagine the very back of your... Is this, am I making a clear picture here? <laughs> I think so. I I've think got so. one. Imagine the back of your tongue uh, uh, held like a baby being held. Uh, uh, but it is, uh, it's a bit robotic, so it, it, it prevents you. Your, your tongue wants to stutter, but it will tighten, it will tighten the, the tongue in the back. I see. Was I it kind see. of steampunk? Was it kind of steampunk? Was there, yes, was there steam yes. shooting out of your mouth? Yes. Uh, well, the, the, the original one, yes, there was one, and 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 actually, um, goddamn, I bet that hurt. Yes, it was not a pleasant treat, but at the time I didn't need it because I was so well trained. I see, I see, so well trained at speaking. Where, oh, where did you go to the? Did you go to an acting school? Yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't usually do this. We've got to pause for a second. If we get a little distance on your mic, you're peeking a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, see if you can just put it away from you a little bit. Oh, my God. Have I ruined everything? No, no, no. Everything's fine. I've been. I've just been slowly lowering the volume. I thought it might be... We, we could get in front of it if we just I'll, stop there. I'll move back. How okay. That's much better. I am so okay. used to being up on the mic. So, you famously abdicated the throne yes. after less than a year of being king. Yes. Well, I was technically never actually crowned. Yes. Oh, yes. you weren't. I was never crowned. Yes. Oh, I didn't read that. I thought that you were crowned, and then never there was crowned. there was like a little <laughs> less than a year that you were king for, but then you just decided. To I was that. I was the ruling monarch, but I was oh. the uncrowned king. In fact, my coronation oh. date was kept and given to my brother, who of course became George the Sixth. Yes. Okay. And I'm I'm definitely getting a vibe of how you feel you felt about that, but it really seemed like just from from the information that I got in the Wikipedia that. Uh, you didn't really have a disposition to be the king. You you shunned established conventions. Yes. You know, you liked to party. You liked yes. to get on like a man about town. Yes. And then on top of that, the cherry on the Sunday, yes. you had this affair with this married woman who you wanted mm. to marry, uh, Wallace Simpson. Oh, yes. shit. And, uh... <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh shit! Indeed, my yeah. wrestling friend. Now there's all this po- <laughs> political pressure on you to yes. not become king yes. or to not marry this this uh, this American woman who'd been uh, divorced twice. Well, there was another option. Uh, well, I'm sure there were lots of options, yes. but you, of course, uh, and and there was uh, I read that there was some um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, threesome? Yeah, <laughs> no, not a threesome. Oh, yeah. but those occurred. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure they did. Hell oh, yeah! Man. In those terms of good. bucking, you know, the conventions. Mm-hmm. One of the chief ways I want to back confess. To marry the divorcee was the compromise. Oh, I wanted really? to marry three women. You, you wanted to marry three women? Three women. Wow. Yes. Okay. And so these three women, um, was one of them Wallace? One of them was Wallace. One of them she was, was the one that was most affectionate about, of course. Yes, of course. She was the one who had me around her little finger, you see. Who were the other two women that you were hoping to marry to sort of like create your little mini, mini harem in the royal kingdom? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. This is, of course, not actress Brittany Murphy, who was not born until decades later, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But her name was... Her name was Brittany Murphy. Her name was Brittany Murphy, nonetheless. Okay. An and, American uh, woman? Yes, American. I only wanted to marry American. Only American woman. Okay. Yes, the British are so uptight in their convention and their attire. While the Americans were free-flowing in their mm, sexualities. <laughs> okay. Yeah, American. 
Americans are crazy, man. Americans are crazy. <laughs> they, yes, you you, 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 you live in the heart of America. You're fighting for the American dream. Well, I, yeah, I, I live I live in America, but I'm I'm Canadian. What? I'm Canadian. That's true. That's true. And yet you've been able to sort of like access the heart of Americans through your wrestling, through the the grandiosity of your performance. Assimilate, uh, motherfucker. That's right. It's similar to Wolverine. So who was Yeah, it? let's just like him. Because he's beloved by Americans. I he, wanted to play Wolverine so bad. Oh, you, could, you would have been great. I thought Hugh oh, Jackman was manly. fine, but you would have been I always thought that I always thought that Hugh Jackman was too attractive to be Wolverine. Mm. He should have uh, been. He's good looking and I'm ugly as hell. I would have been great <laughs> at it. I, I I even got the words down. I even got the words down. Oh yeah, let's get a little taste of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper as Wolverine from the X-Men. Alright, so this is I'm gonna be Anna one real quick and then i'll be i'll okay. be logan good, good to right. give us context yeah yeah so she's there in the truck and then uh she looks at him and says when they come out does it hurt and then i say oh goddamn every time <laughs> yes that was my logan i would like to do my t- <laughs> i would like to do my take on that oh, oh sure you? i'll be on a pack one yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. you wanted to see if you'd like to play wolverine as well <laughs> I, was, your I, I did go to an acting school oh right of yeah, course yeah, yeah, okay yeah. yeah let's do that same scene again but yes. uh now, uh, Your Royal Highness uh, King Edward VIII as Wolverine. I, 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 I should, I should just, I'm sorry, before we do this, I should, I, I'm the Duke of Windsor. The Duke I'm of not Windsor. the king any so longer. Sorry. So sorry. The Duke of Windsor, uh, I've allowed Edward you VIII. to keep saying it because it gives me so much no, but hey, pleasure I'm, to hear. I'm a novice as far as like the royal uh, hierarchy and conventions goes. So, point taken. Yes. The Duke here will be Wolverine yes. and Ryder Rady Piper will be Anna Quack- Paquin. Okay, yes. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what, hey. When those uh, when those claws come out, does it hurt? Every time. Whoa! Oh shit, that was good. That was sexy. Wait, 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 sorry, wait! Sorry, 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 sorry. There's a laugh at the end, which is important. So okay, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Okay. Oh shit, man! Hey, when mm. those claws come out, does that hurt? Every time. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I wanted to tell you. I thought that it was great. Thank you. I thought that it was awesome. No, that was that was really powerful. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are professional wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper, number one, and uh, former British monarch, uh, former ruler of the United Kingdom, uh, King. Uh, sorry, the Duke of Windsor, Edward the Eighth. Yes, number eight. <laughs> number eight. eight. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So yeah. So we were before we got into these dramatic readings from. Yes. Uh, the first X-Men movie, which I got to say were riveting, which Every were incredible. Time. Hell yeah. And I, you know, um, I, Hugh Jackman did that scene with a little bit of pathos. You were really excited about it. Uh, Mr. Piper, there was something kind of sexual about the way that uh, Edward VIII here did it. Do you know what happens to a frog when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything, everything else. else. <laughs> same thing that happens, that so everything happens to everything else, else. motherfucker. <laughs> Quality writing. Yeah. They should just stop the movie then and just like showed a bunch of things getting struck by lightning, you know? Yes. Uh, but what I wanted, so, so we were talking about the different women that you were trying to marry in addition to yes. uh, Wallace Simpson. There was an American woman named Brittany Murphy, not yes. the actress. Yes. Uh, and who's the third woman that you wanted to to have in your uh, in your little harem? Uh, I simply called her Bellissimo. Bellissimo. Yes, okay. but her true name was... Um, um, was um, um, I called her Bellissimo so often, I forget. Her real name was... Uh, uh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany, <laughs> what this was, yes. Brittany Murphy. Irish gal. Belli- Irish gal. <laughs> yes, that's why I called her Bellissimo <laughs> because it was it was uh, Wallace Simpson, Brittany Murphy, and, and Brittany Murphy. Sorry, so I'll call you Bellissimo. Ooh, Brittany Murphy was she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh wow, that's incredible. So three American women, and uh, did, at any point were you like you, you go to um. Uh, you know the uh, the parliament or uh, you know the the constitutional convention, and you're like, listen, I'm gonna marry these three women. Like, let's let's do this. And of course, they have these objections, right? Oh yes. Okay. And so then, what eventually changes your mind? And it's like, not only am I not gonna marry three women, not only am I not gonna marry two women, I'm not even gonna marry this one woman and and become king. I'm just gonna go off and abdicate. So, one, I should say that at the end of the day, I am a romantic. I love love and I love passion. And I simply could not imagine being king without the women I love by my side. And so what made me pull the trigger, as you Americans would love to say with your guns. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah, man. What made me pull the trigger Uh was that being king, regardless of whomever was by my side... uh, 
began to feel uh, very scary. You're I'm a bit of a scaredy pants. Scared of being king. I was oh, very okay. scared of Interesting. being king. Yes. Wow. Do you, can you, do you think that you'd be able to voice exactly what was so terrifying about it? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Did somebody call you the night before and say that they had your tax returns? <laughs> no, but if, I had, if that happened to me, I would have said, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> would have been so terrifying. Uh, it's well, it's one thing in particular. I mentioned I was never crowned, and that was the yes. chief issue. Okay. The crown is very... I'm going to reveal some British secrets here. Okay. Is it that the crown is very heavy? Because I think that's common knowledge. Well, uh, it's heavy is the head that wears the crown. The crown is light. The head oh. that wears the crown becomes oh. instantly heavier. <laughs> The English got thick necks. Yeah. Do they? Thick okay. Necks. As you can, know that. As you, look, I've been just holding my, I've been sucking mine in, but look at me let, release my breath. Oh wow! It looks like um, looks like a, like a, a gecko almost, like one of those uh, one of those prehistoric uh, 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 vipers, uh, you know, uh, venom spitting in uh, lizards from Jurassic Park. Yeah, Dilophosaurus. <laughs> I can't believe I'm you knew that, man. Right, I'm right, no, uh, no, they're thick necks. They're thick necks because you remember uh, in Revolutionary War they'd say the thick necks are coming. The thick necks are coming. That's not. Oh, is oh, that's interesting. They you said it because like shoot there. I didn't shoot know that. I always thought that it was hell, the. Man. I always thought that it was the redcoats. That's the traditional understanding of that period in history is that they shouted the redcoats, but they would say the thick necks instead. Who gives a fuck about the coats? Interesting. You know, we had Paul Revere on the show, and he didn't mention that. That's what they were actually saying. I'm really upset about that. Yeah. I was scared of the crown because there was a scary story written on the inside of it. Shut oh, your mouth. Was it tattooed? Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, can you imagine if a crown could shed its skin? Well, I guess in many ways it did when it lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I need, to, I need to pump the brakes here for a second. You're saying that you didn't want to be king. It's a scary story. Because there was a scary story written on the inside of the crown, of the literal Share crown? Share that story. Yeah. I want to hear that story, Well, man. hold on a second. Maybe, maybe you didn't even read the story because you didn't get a chance to be king. Well, Do I, you even know what the story is in there? Yes. Oh, my God. Share that story. Sh- tell the story. The- tell the story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll share the scary story written on the inside of the crown, the very same crown that my niece wears this very moment. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> there was once a group of lovers. Uh, well, two lovers. There was two lovers. <laughs> And one was that part in the story. The <laughs> yeah, correct. This is, this is word for word. This is word for word. One of the lovers, uh, the woman, had a ribbon around her neck. Oh, I think I know how this one ends. Yes, you might know how it ends. And her lover, a brutish man by the name of Marcus. Marcus was his name. <laughs> and Marcus loved her. Her name Bethany. And they loved each other so much, and they would kiss and touch in ways that now, we all... I don't, this story's long I, as hell, man. <laughs> it's a really long story, and there's a lot of color in it. Okay, let me jump to the end <laughs> Yeah, of it. jump to the I'll end. jump to the end of it. Oh, she shit. says, don't... Wait, she, I think... Yes. I think the woman is always saying, don't remove the ribbon around my neck, and then at one point the dude does, and her head falls off, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a scary story that's on the inside of the crown, What's then. The yeah, it's, hell, it's, it's, it's a very, hell. it's a that's very a popular uh, scary story for children. But the way it's written is very scary. Oh too. So, yes, so, of so course. you know, the, so you know the story. But we got a taste, but just by the way that you were delivering it, how yeah. scary the wording was. You it's know, very scary. I just I, was yeah. the font like goosebumps, where it looks like blood, <laughs> like blood dripping down. Uh, uh, no, the, the, the font was actually it was uh, just a, uh, it was a, uh, you know, you know, you know when uh, you see like people, you know, cars for kids. Cars for kids? Uh, let me, oh, yeah, like that kind of cartoony, fun... Yes, cartoon, um, as if a child was writing in crayon. Mm, yes, yes, I know exactly what kind of font you're talking about. Right, right. I mean, right, that is... That, that, that can be even more scary than a scary font. You know how they'll have like a, a child singing like nursery rhymes in the back of horror trailers? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes childish things are like more scary than regular things, but that's neither here nor there. We, we did just get an incredible... <laughs> piece of information you didn't want to be king because you were scared of the scary story that was written inside the crown that is fascinating you have to read uh, it every time you put it on you oh interesting well you don't have to but i 
But I, I would. How would you stop yourself? Yeah, How would you stop yourself? It's written right there. I couldn't imagine it whereas I wasn't reading this scary story every time I put on the crown, which would have been frequently. Let's um <laughs> let's go back over to uh, Mr. Roddy Piper for just a moment. So <laughs> it seems from your biography that you had a bit of a troubled childhood. Yeah. Uh, so your father, he was an officer with the uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah. Uh, you had a falling out with him. Yeah. After you got expelled from junior high for having a switchblade with you. Yeah. So you left home and you stayed at hostels. For most of your adolescence, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's oh, correct. Man. That is incredible. Uh, first of all, so do you know, do you remember this incident with a switchblade? Like, is there any reason why you decided that you wanted to bring a switchblade to school that day? Yeah. So I had this teacher and he owed money to me like hell. And <laughs> I'm I went sorry. Up to- I'm sorry. You're like seventh or eighth grade. This is middle school, right? Yeah, I was the town bookie. And I went over to... Oh. I, it was Mr. Haverman, and I said, hey, listen here, Mr. Haverman, you goddamn motherfucker, you owe me $20 because you said that there was going to be a spread, and there wasn't a spread. It was tie game, tie game. It was hockey, because in so, hockey you can have tie games. Of course, of and, course. And, uh, uh, and he said, I ain't paying you. You're 13 years old. And I pulled out a switchblade, and I said, wow, 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 you're paying me now, motherfucker. Also, don't look under your seat, because right now under your seat there's a rattler. I put that <laughs> rattler right there, and it's got your goddamn name tattooed on it. Jesus. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, and then my dad, he was, like, all prim and proper, and he said, what you do, boy? And I said, well, I uh, pulled a switchblade on my teacher, and then he said, why the hell didn't you do that? And I told him, and then he said, ah, oh, shit, you're disowned. And I said, oh, come on. And then he said, no, nah, man, I can't have that shit. You got to get out of here. And so that's when I started to find some hostels, and I thought of a hostel was just, like, a place where you could go and be hostile. And then, Which is not the case. That's not the that's case. That's not the case. No, they want you to be really well behaved. And so, you know, it's not my house, so I was really nice, and uh, I helped out on the cleaning crew. Crew, uh, and uh, you know, whenever there would be fights in the yard, sometimes I would partake, or, or sometimes I would be the referee. And I thought that it was really important to have some kind of structure, some kind of structure where one person would come over and say why they had a grievance against the other person, then that person would come over and say why they then had a grievance, and then they said, "Well, I'm going to meet you right over here, and then I'm going to meet you right over here, and then we play music as one entered, and then play different music when the other person." Do you mind entered. if I can I pause you for just a second? Yeah. So I just want to um, uh, sort of like do do a quick uh, summary on what you're saying the story of this adolescent incident was. Sure. You had an older teacher. You had a teacher that that uh, made a bad hockey bet. Yeah. You threatened him with a switchblade because he wouldn't mm-hmm. pay his debts. Your dad kicked you out of the house. You went to a hostel, which you thought meant you could be hostile, but of course that's not the case. So instead you became very prim and proper, but instead you decided to referee fights between the other people that would stay at the hostel mm-hmm. and these fights you put a structure on that is almost very similar to the way that like duels in musicals happen where people enter and music plays and then you know people have like a second and they try to like figure out what their grievance is going to be i guess uh, i thought it was more like professional wrestling i mean that's also very similar you, you know, know you said- my thought went to the duel scene from hamilton but um, you know, it, it's also fits very well with wrestling as well. Hey, Twig, you got that, uh, you got that, uh, <laughs> musical theater knowledge. Uh, I only know Hamilton from the money. Uh, from, from what? Oh, from being on money. From on money. Right. It's important to me That's to get right. this out there that, that the way you feel about hostels is the same way I feel about coliseums. I feel, I thought you should go there. You can say, you could call out, call see him, see him, see him. Turns out it's not appreciated to say, see him. From one end of the Coliseum I to the other. Sh- it was should- important for me to say that before we moved we on should to the point out. We should point out that you can go to a Coliseum and call not- out Seam when you see people. It's not appreciated. You know, of course, of course. You can do that now if you want. You can go to the Coliseum in Rome and, and just, you know, go see him, see him, see him. Just not appreciated. It's not the same as trying to be hostile in a hostel, yes. I don't think. Um, so <laughs> I liked it. I liked it like hell. Ocho, you're an all right guy. You know that? I think you're you are splendissimo. So, oh. Um, oh, shit, man. Really? Yes. Can I be cat. one of your harems? What? Can I be one of your harems? <laughs> so, oh. Do you want to wanna be in, in Edward VIII's harem with all of his wives? Hell yeah, man. That sounds good as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are welcome to join. I am, I am uh, uh, grateful for any addition to my American <laughs> group of six. Again, that. he's Canadian, though. Uh, I don't know if that's going to ruin anything for you. It's It actually does. Mm. Oh. Sorry, hard pass, Canadian. No, no, it's not a hard pass, but it does ruin... Uh, soft pass. <laughs> it's a soft pass. There's a certain amount of pleasure I get from Listen, it that will be unfulfilled. We Unfortunately, we're going to have to take a, a short uh, break pretty soon. What? Uh, but I wanted to finish up uh, with these stories about you at this hostel, uh, yeah. Mr. Piper. So, uh, so it seems like you were arranging uh, wrestling matches at, at this hostel when you were like... 
in which when you should have been in like the ninth grade, which is when you're like 13 years old, like around then. Does that sound about right? That's right, right. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And so do you feel like uh, this is a structure that you got sort of like intrinsically or is it because you maybe saw wrestling and you're like, uh, oh, I'm just going to do that, but in a hostel. Like maybe it affected you unconsciously. I'd never seen wrestling before. Oh, wow. I'd never seen it once. Just sort of like created the genre in your own head. Yeah, well, because, uh, you know, my dad's a, a Canadian Mountie, and we all know that those guys are regal motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. They ride around on moose up in the Canadian uh, mountains, and uh, I never saw anything like that. So uh, just when I got there, I thought, you know, oh, these two fellows are fighting. We should put, you know, I know that there's a storyline going on between the two of them. But, you know, whatever you like, whenever you're at a bar, we never know what happened between those two guys mm, yes, or yes. between those two women or between the man and the woman or whatever happened. Any pairing of, of any uh, pairing of or any pairing of people yes. or sometimes there's groups or groups of people. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what happened between them. Yes. And I thought that it would be really cool to find out, like, what's going on about it and right. to let them tell the story in their own words and to do it in front of a crowd of people so that everybody's like so that they like if they have questions, they could be like, well, excuse me. Well, didn't you say that you were the one who said this? And then they could say, like. Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry. Can I clarify with you? And then, of course, the two gentlemen or the man and the woman or the two women or the two groups of people, and they would confer with each other, find out what had happened. And then, you know, everybody would know. And then it would be real easy to, you know, jump on and, like, find out, you know, what which one was dodging the taxes. Oh, that's that's uh, really fascinating. Unfortunately, we got to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, Edward VIII and Roddy Roddy Piper on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. So sorry I didn't pick that up about it being wrestling. I thought it was Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. All right, here we go. Getting started for the second. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 20th century professional wrestler and actor most well-known for his work in the World Wrestling Federation, Roderick Toombs, a.k.a. Rowdy Roddy Piper. How does a bastard orphan <laughs> son of a god? Damn, the intro to Hamilton and a British monarch who ruled the United Kingdom until his abdication in 1936, Edward VIII. In a Scotsman dropped in the <laughs> middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean impoverished. We, all the three of us, know a lot about the musical Hamilton. Yes. That's great. Hell yeah. Hachi over here is just like the best dude. He's he's good as hell, man. I'm yeah. sorry, what'd you call him? Hachi? Yeah, that's eight in Japanese. Oh, wow. And I didn't the, know that. Did and, you know that? N- what? Did you know that? Hachi was eight in the I 70s? did not know that. I think I've got the pronunciation right. I'm just going to say it just so just, just so it's uh, like, j- just so it doesn't sound like I'm uh, intentionally being wrong about this. <laughs> but it's Ichi ni sa shi go roku sichi hachi ku ju. So that's that in my brain, that's what I think it is. Okay. So I, I hope think nobody so. thinks I was just being. Was 10 Jew? I have to ask. It sounded like 10 was Jew. 10, I believe it is. So yeah. Jew, so in. Jew in Japanese means 10. I believe so, yeah. Ah, interesting. I wonder what other languages Jew is a number in. Uh, now let's go back mm. to uh, <laughs> Edward VIII for just a moment. Yes. So I wanted to ask you about this incident from your early childhood. Yes. It was just, So as was the custom at the time, uh, you were raised primarily by nannies. Yes. Uh, you had this one nanny who was abusive, though. Yes. And, um uh, there was an incident that was written about on the Wikipedia. She would pinch you yes. uh, before you were presented before your parents so yes. that you would start crying. Yes. Your parents would see you crying. They'd get really upset. They would send you away. Yes. 
Um, and you know, this was discovered. She was discharged. She was sent away. Um, but I, do you remember incidents like this? Like, do you remember these abuses that this nanny was doing on you? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, was that it? Was it just the pinching and making you cry? Yes. She, uh, oh, Eddie, shit. Are you okay, man? (laughs) It seems like this might be a, she was a not so nice woman. No, definitely not. What I remember most about her was when I grew up because she, was she would call me on the telephone and say it's me the crown and i said no, the crown there's a scary story on oh, you oh shit she pretended to be the crown yes i'm sorry so was this while she was your nanny or was this after she was discharged she would call you up on the phone and say hey this it's the was crown. after I, she was discharged <laughs> and wanted to proceed and torment me but when wow. i was a child she would pinch me to cry um, and then just this would just show my father, the king, uh, that she was the only because then she'd stop pinching me and I'd calm down. And mm. she, so she proved to them that she was the only one who knew how to take care of my tantrums. Yes, of course. It was a tactic I began to use myself for my dog. Wait, I'm sorry, with your dog? Yes. What would you do to your dog? I would pinch my dog. Okay, and then the dog would get upset, obviously. Yes. And then who would you present this dog to that you then would be like, oh, I'm the only one that my dog likes? The mirror. <laughs> Would. Shit, man, you got some shit you need to work out. It really, yes, uh, yes, really sounds like you need to be in therapy. I know I seem like a buttoned-up beauty, but I'm actually a bit of a rugged uh, disaster. <laughs> I can buy that. I mean, you're a beautiful man with teeth for days, but what I think I is... I have two rows of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like in that movie Coneheads, did you ever see that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I like how their heads can be used... Um, uh, if if uh, the the heads could be pens, if one had hands big enough to to if you could turn over a if cone head, dipped them, you dipped them in ink, and you could write with them. You could write with them <laughs> if yeah. it was a giant. If there was a giant around, I could pick up a cone yes, head and write. I've with always them. liked the cone heads because if you had hands <laughs> big enough, they could be pens. I guess you could do that with any cone. I never thought about not that. enough yeah. people appreciate the cone heads, the movie, and the recurring sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live. For being something that a giant could use as a pen. I think yes. it's notable. I love giants. The oh. idea of a giant excites me. A big person. Bigger than everybody else. Yes. Like Andre, for example. Andre the Giant. You were familiar with uh, Roger the Giant, Mr. Piper, right? Oh, yeah. That guy was great. You know, he's the best singer I ever heard. The best singer you've ever heard? Yeah. I didn't know that he sang. Yeah. Uh, 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 sometimes when we'd be in the back, he'd be you know, just like sitting there like, I learned the truth at 17, that love was meant for beauty queen. Man, that guy used to hang out with Janicine all the time. He, really? He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would hang out, and they would talk, and they would get beers, and he would have, you know, he would have his keg of beer, and then she would have uh, a gallon of beer. Janicine uh, would drink a little bit, and she was fun as hell. She would come to all these wrestling matches. She was Janice, good as hell, man. I'm sorry, this is Janice. Janice Ian? Janice Ian, mm-hmm. who, of course, is... The folk singer from the 70s. Yes, of course, who sang the song that you were singing. Earlier. Yeah, 17. Ah. Learn the truth, 17. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know who else was a surprisingly good singer? It was uh, the American president, Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eisenhower, shit, really? Good voice. Yes, I didn't yes. know that. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, I once heard him sing... Um, um, Silent night, holy night. These trills are what he did. <laughs> All exact is calm. Uh, uh, Mr. Duke, I don't know the proper honorific for that. Um, yes. I don't. I don't want to cut you off, but I think we get the point that yeah. he was a good singer. Oh yes. Um, you know I, who else is a good singer? Hmm. You know who else is a good singer? <laughs> That's a good who, singer. Who, who else is a good singer? Mr. Piper. I want to know these. Uh, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. You know that guy? Yes. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Was this a wrestler? Uh, he was, uh, he was, he was like a hype man. He was, he was a, a hype, hype man. man in the WWF, uh, arena. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. And he would always sing a song like this. That's a great song. It's a wonderful song. And it sounds he's actually like... the front man for that band. Oh, really? You know the name of that band? I don't know the name of that band. What was the, the name Beatles. of The Beatles. <laughs> I think that's They wrote true. it originally. They wrote it originally. Now, it sounds It's a Ringo like... tune. I, I'd hate to interrupt you, but it sounds like, you know, a lot of the wrestlers maybe had 
really good voices. Is this the reason why the album came out in the 80s? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because we were the all WrestleMania sitting around. album. Yeah, we were all sitting around going like, man, we sound good as hell. We ought to put out an album. And we were all, well, like the biggest, hard, the hardest part was trying to figure out what songs we were going to include. Mm-hmm. Like, because I would say 60% of us wanted to do uh, Kiss by Prince. Okay. And then uh, I would say about 40 of us wanted to do the Bat Dance. And so there was, like, a real, real, like, heavy split between the wrestlers on which Prince song we were going to do. And then finally we just decided, well, none of us wants to butcher a song by Prince. We all love him so much. And this is around the time that Diamonds and Pearls was coming out. Mm. And we were like, fucking love that album, man. It was just so fucking good. You ever listen to Diamonds and Pearls? Diamonds and Pearls is great. It's It's a wonderful album. It's good as hell. Well, so, of course, you do... The the first song on that album, I'm trying to remember because I had it when I was growing up, was uh, the Song of a Thousand Dances, where all the different wrestlers sing the different dances that you can do. Do, like you got to know how to pony, yeah. you know, and you were on that song, right, mm-hmm. Mr. Piper? Do you remember which which dance you sang about in the that song, Song of a Thousand Dances? Yeah, I sang about the Rattler. Uh, <laughs> you got to do the Rattler. And then uh, the dance move, I'm going to describe it for your folks listening at home. All right. uh, you just hold up the body of a live Rattler and then you get a tattoo gun and then you tattoo <laughs> all over that motherfucker. See. Uh, there's also another dance uh, uh, called... Uh, the falsifying tax returns and uh it's just you hold up a sheet of paper and then you just take your hand like it's like almost kind of like it's a almost kind of like it's, it's a, a tattoo gun okay and then uh you just like scribble 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 uh those are pretty good dances yeah and then there was the other one called uh called the i'm coming up with my own lyrics to a print song <laughs> and it's just holding up a sheet of paper and you're just scribbling right that like I that. see. No, those all sound great. And I don't remember those from the recording, but I'm sure they're definitely on there because it's been a while since I've heard it. What's that uh, Prince song that goes like, um, He doesn't look a thing like Jesus, <laughs> body talks like a gentleman that you remember I when don't think you... That's, I don't think that's a Prince song. I got yeah. soul, but I'm not yeah, a soldier. That's a great song. Soul. I think it was, that's, that's got to be The Killers, right? Am I forgetting? I mean, mm. if it sounds almost good, it's The Killers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throwing shots if it here. sounds almost good, it's a killer. Let's, Don't you uh, feel that way about the killers? I feel, I feel that, that way about every single killer song. I, I always feel like I almost liked this song, and then there's just a part where I'm like, oh, fuck. What I'll say is I've been listening to the Spotify playlist uh, uh, Thousands and Chilling recently, and it's made me realize that... Thousands and Chilling. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's, uh, there's some music from that from the 2000s, and it's making me realize that um, uh, the Killers and Fallout Boys stand out amongst those uh, whatever they were. It was past new metal. It was... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what genre you put them even in. Was it even emo or that? I point? don't know. I oh, just call it like stuff? early 2000s rock. Anyways, I found it was a weird time for music. It was a weird time, and I found that the killers sort of stand out as pop, as yeah. pop rockers. Let's um, let's talk about another weird time in my history. Fa- my favorite screamo band was Jimmy Eat That World. <laughs> oh, I like the, uh, I like it when Jimmy Eat That. They, they do that song at um. Uh, are you listening? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to stifle you guys, but I feel I. I think that our listeners are a little bit more interested in the lives that you led, and maybe like getting some. Some interesting facts about your past lives. Hell okay. yeah. And so- oh, Joe, so I got a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roddy, Roddy Piper, what's your question? Oh, Joe, okay, so... Uh- <laughs> So can you describe uh, can you describe what the normal day was for uh, for you and Wallace Simpson? Because it seems like n- now that you're no longer a part of of being royal and shit, yes. uh, in a, in an official capacity, you're yes. just hanging out. So what's that like? Ooh, but let's we're gonna have to specify that unfortunately because there mm. were this was right around the time that World War II was right about to break out. Yes, and so there's. Right after you abdicated, there's during the war, there's after the war, yes. you know. And so let's talk about, like, you know, you just abdicated. You just abdicated. You know, you are, you're now the Duke, uh, and Duke uh, you're, you, you go to France to marry be. Wallace. Yes. And so what does your life look like? At that point, it's very, um, well, sexual, yes. Of, uh, of course, obviously. We are sort of uh, rejoicing in each other's bodies and... Um, uh, um, um, bathing in each other's pleasures, um, which was fun for a time, yes. Would uh, you say your life was wall-to-wall Wallace? <laughs> I would say it was wall-to-wall Wallace. Wall-to-wall Wallace. 
Wall to wall, Wally. Yeah, I'd say wall to wall. Wallace to Wallace. Wallace to Wallace. From Justin to Kelly, though, edited. Good let's film. not, let's Good not tangent. Let's not, let's not tangent. Fine, we'll tangent. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk about from Justin to Kelly. I don't want to talk about Justin Kelly. I want to talk about okay. your life right after abdication. You're swimming in each other's bodies. Well, I went to the beach with my bros. Okay. And then the beach and my bros were all looking. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. For a good time. Edward. My, one this, of my friends was a dog. The, and the other one. <laughs> I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I'm your trying Highness to say the or whatever your honor is. This is the plotter from Justin to Kelly, and I do not appreciate it. I, we want to know the people yes. are tuning into the show yes. to hear about your life. They want to yes. know the things that are in right. the history All right, Twig, I'm all sorry. right, I'm sorry. all right, I had a hand in this. all right. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what my life was like about beyond the sexual pleasure, which was wall to wall woolies. Okay, um, there's lots of reading, there's lots of uh, sightseeing, there's mm-hmm. lots of writing letters to European leaders. Well, let's talk about that. All okay. right, you're, just, writing, I'll, 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 you're writing letters to European leaders. You're traveling, yes. and one of the places that you travel to is Nazi Germany. Yes. And you yes. have, uh, you know, the British government says, don't go to Nazi Germany. Yes, they do. You did. do go to Nazi Germany. Yes, I did. You have a really nice time with Hitler. There's yes, pictures of you doing a full Nazi salute. Yes, I did. Um, and it is thought that maybe you had Nazi sympathies yes. because you had such a good relationship with Hitler. Yes. There was some talk that maybe you would be kidnapped and used as currency, maybe install you as a as a king, and that way uh, the, the United Kingdom would be part of the Nazi kingdom. Yes. Is any of this true? Did you hold Nazi sympathies? Did you want to work with Hitler to bring the world under a white supremacist reign? This has always been misrepresented. Oh, great. Let's get the true story then. Yes. So, um, what, uh, what, what people, so that my actions, my, it's all true except for the Germany Hitler part. That was me. I, I had, I traveled to a place people didn't want me to go. I had sympathies in a place that people didn't want me to have sympathies with. Okay. But it was not Germans or Nazis. It was country music. It was country music. Yes. Okay. So you're saying I went that to Nashville. You went to Nashville. I went to Nashville instead of Nazi Germany. Yes. Gotcha. And I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be uh, kidnapped there. Me and Wallace, and used as ransom so that the, so that Nashville would be the center of the British Commonwealth. Interesting. Yes. And so the the British government at the time was worried that you would sort of. Um, you, you would move to America, to Nashville. Music yes. City. And you would use that. They would they, That would be the foot in the door yes. to infect the United Kingdom yes. with country music. Yes. And that then you would rule yes. as sort of like a country music monarch? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Wow. That really has been misrepresented. It truly has. It, 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 it was frustrating about it is that. <laughs> What's frustrating about it is that it took a lot of time to do all those things and for it to be so wildly misrepresented. Mm-hmm. About as far away as you could get. Really? About as far away as you could get. <laughs> but at the time, you know, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, it's like, you know how now everyone is like, oh, the history channel, it's like the World War II channel. Everyone just wants to read, you know, see things about World War II. You know, Dunkirk, for example. You know, people mm-hmm. have a taste for the history that my brother was so um, intimately involved with. Um, that the only way to make my actions seem relevant was to fold them into some sloppy conspiracy with the Nazis. When in fact, I had wanted nothing to do with them. You wanted nothing to do with the Nazis. I wanted the way a bango, to, a bango, tw- that's what they call a banjo, a bango. <laughs> The way a bango twangs under the firm thumb gotcha. of an American or Canadian. So, so <laughs> did you then? Because, because yes. it's not just that people thought that you had Nazi sympathies. It yes. seemed like you had like white supremacist ideas aside from that. Oh. Did you? Did you say that the indigenous Australians, the Aborigines, were the most revolting? form of living creatures you'd ever seen is that quote accurate no i said that about elves elves okay i find elves this the mythical creature yeah the, the idea that an ear should be pointed the idea that one should 
Well, some people do have pointy ears just as like a as, as human beings. And those do. people are gross, I guess. Those no, 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 those are human beings, but the idea that there's a whole subsection of non-human. The idea that they look human, but are not human, and have their own little kingdoms without mm-hmm. us, with, with magic and, 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 and mysticism and fairy. I find elves subhuman, disgusting little things, and the fact that, that in, in modern culture that, 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 that the elves are celebrated as, 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 as beautiful and, and worthy of, 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 of imagining, it disgusts me to Michael. Well, listen, we don't have to talk about elves at all. It seems like it's really upsetting. Mm, you I feel the same way about birds. <laughs> birds too. Well, listen, if you're just uh, joining us uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn, this is Famous Dead People. My guests today are uh, professional wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper. Welcome. It's a great time to join. And, <laughs> and former uh, monarch of the United Kingdom in 1936, Edward VIII. Uh, little, little sister, welcome <laughs> to Misters. Okay. <laughs> Let's, um, I wish we could edit that part out. Let's uh, go back to uh, Roddy Roddy Piper for just a moment. So you were uh, involved in boxing and martial arts from a young age, but Fuck your yeah. first professional your professional wrestling career started under the care of the promoter Al Tomko in Canada. Is that right? Yeah, man, Al. Okay, so how did Al discover you exactly? So there I was. I was in the middle of the woods at this uh, logging camp. And I was in a bar, and I was in a bar. It was a chain. It was uh, I was in a, a squared circle with a chain all around it. Okay. And then uh, this guy walked in there, and he saw that I was being uh, hailed as the number one fighter, the number one bare knuckle brawler in all of Canada. So wow. he comes in, and he sees me, and I'm shirtless, and I've got my hair. It's kind of up in points, and I'm standing there. And this other wrestler comes on up to me, and I punch him right. In the fist. Oh, wow. And then that guy... You punch him in the fist. Punch him right in the fist. You punch him in the fist. And then I knocked him in the chin with my head, and I've got a real strong head, and then he falls down, and then I go into the corner, and I smoke a cigar, <laughs> and I have a little drink, and then later on, I walk over to the bar... And then somebody tries to pull a gun on me, saying mm-hmm. there's no way that I could have taken that beating. And then I whip around, and my metal claws fly out of my hand, and I, you know I cut that goddamn, cut that goddamn in half. That I did not figure out that this was very similar to the Wolverine origin story. Do you know that I auditioned for that movie? <laughs> I, I do know that I auditioned for that movie. movie. And I almost got the part, man. Oh, I almost boy. got that part. I wanted to be an actor, I'm, man. I'm, a, I I'm be an upset actor. with myself that I let that go on for so Does long. Does it hurt when the, <laughs> when the claws come out? Oh, man, every goddamn time. Can, can I you say, believe that shit? Can I tell you, I'm upset that none, none of you guys asked me to do that line reading. Like, maybe I would be a good Wolverine. I'm a pretty hairy oh, shit. guy. Oh, Twig, I'm sorry, I got man. Good, I got good, I got good right. rugged features. Twig, I'm sorry. Not, no, man. Not one of you offered to be Anna All Paquin right. to well, let me do the line of Wolverine in the X-Men Here's film. what's going to happen. Ocho okay. and I, we're both going to be Anna Paquin, and then you're going to be Logan. Yes. Cool. You're gonna, you guys are both going to do the Anna Paquin line. Yeah. Okay. So you say it how you say it. I say it how I say it. Here we go. Hey. Uh, hey, hey, man. Uh, Whenever those claws come out, does it hurt hey, when does those it hurt when those claws, claws come, out? come out of your? House? Looks like it hurts like hell, man. Shit. Do those claws hurt when they come out of your knuckles? Every time. This that makes was good, me. Man. I, I'm frustrated Thank because you. you so you've so effectively curbed our singing choice, <laughs> uh, decisions to then jump Listen, back. I'm in. the host. I'm allowed. I no, can I sing whenever I want. Listen, I guess every man is king in his own domain. Every man is king in his own domain. Listen, we are quickly running out of time. There's a couple things I wanted to ask oh, you guys shit. about before yes. we get before we have to cut things out. Um, so. Uh, Al Tomko, your, your promoter, who discovered you in a very similar way to the way that Wolverine was discovered in the it first X Men movie, very similar. Uh, he set you up with your first professional wrestling match in Manitoba, where you are wrestling. This is, according to the Wikipedia, a group of midgets. Is that true? That's one hundred percent true. Wrestling nicest group bunch of, of fellas you ever meet. Okay, they were so nice. They were so cool. I said, "Hey, man, you mind if I uh, if I get into a scrap with you?" And they were like, "No, man, it's okay." And then we just like talked about each other's boundaries. And I said, "Oh shit." These guys, you know what? They're so nice. Everybody's going to like these guys. And I was like, how am I going to psych them out? How am I going to get in their head? And I said, hey, man, you pay taxes? And they said, of course we do. And so I went to every single person inside that area. And I said, hey, can you believe those uh, those little people? They don't pay their taxes. Can you believe that shit? Of course they pay their taxes. And then they were all like, oh, man, I'll bet those guys, they're hard up for money. And I gave each one of them a, like, a, a hard elbow in the rib. And they were like, oh, man, that guy's kind of rude. 
Wait, I'm sorry. So then you you elbowed every midget or every audience member in with Well, your... we call them little people. And oh, then uh, all yes. the audience members, all the audience members, I elbowed them all real hard in the ribs. I was like, <laughs> you heard it here first. And then they were like, oh, man, that guy, he elbowed me kind of hard and he made me feel kind of bad for those guys. I feel bad for those little people. And that guy seems like he's kind of rude. So yeah. I'm going to pull for those guys. And I realized, oh, man. Oh man! If I just take that up to the next level, mm-hmm. if I just take that up to the next and by level, and take that up to the next level, you mean rattler? Basically, <laughs> rattler, goddamn, goddamn, motherfucker! Give them all rattlers. We, we, I gotta pump the brakes on this really quickly. First of all, I mean that's an incredible story, and I do apologize for saying uh, the word midget. I understand we're calling them uh, little people now. That, that is the that is the name. So that my my bad there. How many little people were you wrestling in this first match of yours? Uh, in the first match, yeah. Oh, so there, so there were many m- matches where you were wrestling little people. Sure, man. The wrestling circuit goes to many different places, and you just put out a call to all the little people in the area asking mm-hmm. if you would like to make a little extra money and come on down and wrestle. And then you just make sure that everybody's okay, everybody's comfortable. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want. We don't want anyone to feel like we're exploiting them based on their personal appearance. We want them to feel comfortable inside. We we call the squared circle. Mm, gotcha. And then, uh, and then we just go to town, man. Go to town. Hard. Hard. So this first one was 15 little people. Yeah. Was it always 15, or did the number ever go up or down as you, as you continued your tour of wrestling little people? I don't get into a ring unless there's at least 15 little people. <laughs> okay. All right. So there was sometimes more than that. Yeah. And the first time that I did it, I didn't do all that good of a job because I'd knock one person down. I'd say, hey, man, you okay? And he'd say, no, we're just acting, buddy. And say, wow, man, you guys are good. And then, and then... We started getting real comfortable with each other. And I'd say, fuck you, motherfucker. And they'd say, fuck you, asshole. And then, uh, you're too big. You're big as hell, man. And I'd say, shut up. Shut up. Don't make fun of me. I'm not going to make fun of you. And then we all just left all together knowing that we had put on one hell of a show, Best Friends. Wow. And I'm still, to this day, best friends with every single one on Of those little people. That's incredible. I've been married 15 times. And every (laughs) single time, that, that core group of 15, the core group of 15... They were a part of my part of my uh, the groomsmen. Oh wow, that's incredible! Well, groomsmen and groomswomen. Did women. you do that thing where like you would choose a different little person to be your best man every single time? Because it's like fifteen little people, fifteen marriages. It seems like a golden opportunity. Yeah, you just uh, in a line. <laughs> in, in a line. line, each one has a little hat. The best man hat. You just move it to the next guy. For yeah, the they next all one. wore little. Uh, you know that band Devo? They all wore like little oh, Devo yeah. hats. Oh, did they? None yeah. of my family came out to my wedding, so my best man had to be a bird. Oh, I thought oh you shit, hated man! Birds, I do you? hate birds. <laughs> I would have been there for you, Ocho. I would have been there. I know you would have. Hachi, why I know did you? you Actually, did I'm gonna you? stop saying that because it feels like I'm saying something real terrible. I'm trying to say eight in Japanese, and, and I, I feel terrible <laughs> saying it. So we'll we'll make a choice to stop saying we'll that. Say, I'm stop saying we're it. We're going to stop you, saying it eight. now at the end of the interview. At Number the eight. end of the hour long interview. I think I've only said it like two or three times. That's, but that's okay. two or three times too many. That's too many. But times. one of the times was explained, and that was okay. <laughs> Yes, now, I am famously PC. Now, listen, we were rapidly running out of time. Yes. Um, so let's, first of all, you said that you had a bird as your best man because none of your family were willing to come out to, to see your wedding to yes. uh, Wallace Simpson. Yes. But the- why did you choose a bird when you so famously said that you were disgusted by them a couple minutes later? Or was this why you became disgusted with them? <sighs> Look, many have um, assumed that Wallace and I had a relationship in which uh, some would say... Um, Sadomasochist, or uh, that that she was a, mm. a um a dominant person in my life who oh, wow. who enjoyed um making me feel shame and making me feel low, and that there was pleasure I took out of maybe being humiliated, and that was correct. And so she knew I hated birds, and so she said, "You nasty, nasty man! You will have a bird be your best man," and I hated that. I that it, it brought me to a rage of, uh, but once again the humiliation the shame is uh, it was part of the sexual excitement is a part of the sexual yeah. excitement of uh, my relationship with Wallace Simpson and so and so I agreed to have a bird and let me tell you every time I see a picture of our wedding and see that bird there I am very upset <laughs> because birds are not human they are subhuman the fact they can fly and I cannot is an insult to my station. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Birds are indeed not human. Yes. Now, like I said, we have very I never wrestled th- one. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. It'd fly away. Well, they're very small also. Some are big. Some, so, some are big. That's the true. Harry. They're big birds. There are some birds that are as big as a little person. 
Yeah. That's true. That's just a fact. Well, the herons are tall. Herons are uh, quite. Herons are herons are big. They're very tall. Are there birds that are bigger than little people? Yes. Oh, Heron, wow. Herons. And the ostrich. If I was a little person, I would be scared of being uh, taken away by one of those birds. Uh, I don't. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> saying that whatsoever. In fact, I say, All right. So last they thing we want to say. Birds, everyone else feels about birds. Unfortunately, about birds. settle down over there, Twig. Unfortunately, we're all out of time uh, for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and King Edward VIII, sorry, uh, the Duke of Windsor. Thank you. Uh, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, my last question, I know it's a little weird, but do either of you guys have any like comedy shows or Twitter accounts that you're really big fans of? Um, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, anything that you want to tell people about? Hell yeah, man. If you like, uh, if you like uh, sketch shows and just comedy shows in general, go to The Magnet on Monday, August the 27th, see New Wave Mixtape. It was directed by a fellow named Austin Sanders, and he also directed a show at Littlefield on August 29th, called Mint's Hints, and it even features uh, a guy who I think is funny as hell, Tim Platt. He's in that show, and he's good as hell, man. All right, and uh, at Edward VIII, anything you want to tell people about? Isn't all these 15 fat eyes nervous that Pasek and Platt the hits? Uh, Tim Platt and Mo Fry Pasek uh, do uh, some sketches together, fe- and then featuring stand-up from Julio Torres and Ruby McAllister. Also, you can check out the podcast I've been enjoying, Hampton High, which uh, by Tim Platt, which is basically, um, uh, welcome to Hampton High. It's the podcast that asks the question, what about WTF with Mark Marin, but for my school, which I think is very funny. That, that sounds great. Check that out. Uh, check out all my stuff at jrbarrington.com. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, man. I'm just so excited to be here. Man, I love this show. <laughs> all right, cool. These are two unlikely characters to be in the same room. My best friends all the same. Best friends, yes. All right. We've traveled around on horseback. You know, I'm pretty happy with these <laughs>